2: Either God is sovereign or man has a free will. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that man does have a free will and that he will be held responsible for his decision and actions. And the Bible also teaches that God is sovereign and his plans always come to pass, even if he is dealing with people who have plans of their own. God always wins.
1: That is truly nice to know. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout. He's continuing in the book of John. If you want to get your Bible out and turn to the New Testament, the fourth book in the New Testament, the book of John, he's in the first chapter and you can follow along. Additional details about this ministry are available on the web at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. We're a nonprofit broadcast outreach of Church of the Highlands and would appreciate your financial participation if the Lord leads you in that way. Again, you can contribute when you go to that website, studyversebyverse.com. And now with today's continuation,
2: here's Pastor Layton. To receive Christ involves more than just simply an intellectual agreement about his claims. Verse 12 here refers to those who have received as those who believe in his name. And this is one of the themes that John is going to develop in the passages that follow. It says, but to all who did receive him who believed in his name. Now, the concept of name in the Middle East included everything that a person was. And we retain that same sense today when someone speaks in a person's name. That is, meaning with their authority in expressing their views. His name refers to the totality of Christ's being, all that He is and all that He does. That includes His deity and His humanity, His being Savior and being Lord. Saving faith accepts Jesus Christ in all that Scripture reveals concerning Him. He gave the right to become children of God. Now, this is profound. I want us to come back to this phrase, to the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And so in these three negative statements, the author stresses the fact that salvation is not obtainable through any associations, such as racial or ethnic heritage, that's a reference to blood, nor personal desire of the individual, that's the reference to flesh, nor of any man-made religious systems. That's the reference to men. Uh, Salvation is not from the blood or natural descent or association. Ishmael was as much a child of Abraham as Isaac, and Esau was as much a child of Isaac as Jacob, but the fact that they were descendants did not make them the children of God. You know, some people think that they are saved by association. Uh, I was born in a Christian nation, that makes me a Christian, I'm saved. Or we're members of a Christian church, that makes me a Christian, that makes me saved. And what John is saying here is salvation is not through such associations. Nor can anyone become a child by the will of the flesh, that is the choice of the individual. Now why is that? Well, because the Bible tells us that until Jesus brings spiritual life, we're dead spiritually. Ephesians 2 said, as, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Something that is dead is, doesn't even know it's dead. It, it's non-responsive. It can't hear, it can't speak, it can't initiate any activity. We could not seek God for salvation because we were spiritually dead. We couldn't initiate Anything. We're not saved by the flesh, the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. It refers to any man made religious system that presumes to prepare us for or obligate God to salvation. That describes any system that puts faith in man to make things happen. The phrase, but of God, means that salvation, as receiving and believing in the Lord Jesus, is made possible only at God's initiative. Coming back to Ephesians 2, it says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. This what? Believing. And you can't take credit for believing. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. And He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. I mentioned I wanted to come back to a phrase that's really profound. I don't want that lost upon us. But to all who did receive him and who believed, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become what? Children of God. Now, this is really profound. The first 18 verses of the gospel constitutes a prologue or an introduction to the gospel. And in this, the author chooses to highlight the, the most important things that he's going to unfold in greater detail in the chapters that follow. And so John indicates here that something incredible, something great happens for those who receive Jesus. And here he identifies the most important benefit. And what is that benefit? The right to become children of God. Now, he could have chosen any of the benefits. You know, what are some of the benefits? Well, for one thing, Jesus gives us a purpose in living, doesn't he? He said, uh, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So Jesus gives us purpose in living. Nobody, no Christian should ever say, I don't know what Jesus wants me to do. Because Jesus told all of us what he wants us to do. In fact, he also encourages us to do it, to fulfill what he's called us to do. He says, behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Some people might say, well, I don't sense that Jesus is close. Well, do what he told you to do, and he promises he'll be close. So one of the benefits is that Jesus gives us purpose in living. Another benefit is that he gives us hope of life beyond the grave. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. This is a place that we call heaven. It's a wondrous place. It's a place where there's no more death, there's no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. Revelation 21 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. What's happening to the earth around us? "'Passing away, and the sea was no more. "'And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, "'coming down out of heaven from God, "'prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. "'And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, "'Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man.'" Isn't that reminiscent of the garden? "'He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, "'and God himself will be with them as their God. "'He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, "'and death shall be no more.'" Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Now, not only is he making all things new around us in our environment, but he's going to also make us new as well. John writes, Dear friends, Now we are the children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears... We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. The Apostle Paul expressed a similar hope in Romans 8. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we're children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we might also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. There's something coming, a new revelation of what God has within us, God designed us to be And it describes, the Bible describes it as glorious. Now, these are but a few of many benefits. But the benefit that the author chose to use to summarize the benefits was the authority, given the authority to become children of God. And God has loved us so much that he has chosen to adopt us as his very own children. You know that everyone who is adopted is adopted by choice? He chose each one of us. He chose you. You were chosen to be adopted. Matthew Henry wrote, The Son of God became a son of man, that the sons and daughters of men might become the sons and daughters of God. Evidently, the profundity, the profoundness of this was never lost upon the Apostle John. Because as an old man, he wrote, How great is the love of the Father, is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. So, when someone comes to you and asks you, Why are you a Christian? summarize the benefits. There might be a lot of benefits that come to mind, but perhaps the first benefit that should come out of your mouth is that through Christ, you've been given the authority to become a child of God. And as such, you have the privilege of addressing the creator and sustainer of the universe as father. So I'd like to suggest some homework to you, of course. You can choose to do it or not. But this is the homework I'd like to suggest to you, that each and every day this week, you pick some times to think about what it means that God has chosen to adopt you. He has chosen to love you. He's chosen to reveal himself to you. He has chosen to desire a relationship with you that he has chosen to give you his name.
1: Mm, the name above all names. And how well do we wear it? That's uh, Pastor Layton from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout. This is Study Verse by Verse, a daily feature here on this station. And we're so glad you've uh, joined us today. Additional details about the outreach can be found on the website studyversebyverse.com. That's study versebyverse.com if you'd like more information about the church perhaps you're looking for a church home and uh, you live somewhere near San Bruno you should uh, go to the website churchofthehighlands.org for all the specifics that's churchofthehighlands.org join us again on Monday have a great weekend and uh, we'll be back at this same time to uh, open the Word of God and study verse by verse.